Welcome to First Focus, a podcast here at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, where we highlight various events and ministries around the church. I'm Scott Hull, a member of First Presbyterian Church and one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Josh Adair, pastoral intern of Biblical Counseling. What do we have for the folks this week, Josh? This week, we're interviewing Carl Cease. Carl is a member here with his wife, Margaret, and he serves on the diaconate of our church. He's coming today to share a little more about himself and to speak to us about the church's upcoming blood drive. If you have any questions or comments about the show or any ministry at the church, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstprezcolumbia.org. That's firstprezcolumbia.org or on our app. Let's get to the conversation. Hey, welcome back to First Focus. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Hull. And I'm your other host, Josh Adair. Josh, I'm excited today because we have an awesome guest today. We have Carl Cease. Yes, Carl, why don't you say hello? Hello, everybody. Good to have you with us, Carl. And, and why are you here today, Carl? I am here today as a representative of the Congregational Care Committee of the Diaconate to talk about our blood drive coming up on September the 18th. That's awesome. So we're going to talk about something important to all of us bloodshed <laughs> yeah it's something that we all need yeah. um so carl why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself because you know first focus we want this to be a, a story tool where our congregation learns about people in our congregation as well so tell us a little bit about you your family how'd you end up at first press oh gosh me and my family my wife margaret and i've been married for 35 years this past june we've known each other since the fifth grade so we have a long history between the two between the two of us We've got uh, two children, Philip and Caroline. Philip is here in Columbia, and he's married to Ashley, and we have three perfect granddaughters. And our daughter, Caroline, is an attorney in Washington, D.C. That is awesome. And so, and how long have you guys been here at the church? Oh, my gosh. I am terrible with dates, but we have been members here for most of our adult lives. That's um, wonderful. We wow. spent, uh, when, we, when we first got married, we moved to Columbia, and for a time worshiped at the Episcopal Church, one of the Episcopal churches here in town, and moved away from Columbia for a period of time. And when we came back, some friends of ours who uh, aren't members of First Pres anymore, Steve and Mamie Suits, asked us to come worship with them one Sunday. Sure. We walked in, and it just felt like this was exactly where we were supposed to be. And we have been members ever since then. That's wonderful. Grace. That's wonderful. Well, good. You're a deacon here. Is this your first year being a deacon at our church? This is my first year on the diaconate. That is correct. New kid on the block. That's it. And here I am on the podcast. Uh, There you go. Raising some cane (laughs) on the podcast. There you go. Um, And uh, what what are some of the opportunities you've had to serve in our church, Carl? Oh, gosh. Over the years, Margaret and I have taught Sunday school years ago, the first grade, I think. We've taught third grade as well. We helped with the youth groups when Philip and Caroline were growing up. Currently, I'm, I'm on the diaconate teaching the special friends uh, Sunday school class. That's wonderful. Um, help some with the Trail Life Troop here, so just involved in some different areas. That's wonderful. Okay, well, why don't you tell us about some of the details of the blood drive coming up? Sure. The blood drive is going to be held on uh, Wednesday, September the 12th, 2018. It's going to be from noon to 6 p.m. in uh, Family Life Center. There are many slots available. There are going to be several ways you can sign up. There'll be You can go out to the Red Cross website. There will be a link to register in the first things and that you can click on that link and register directly. 
We will also have tables in the atrium at Jackson Hall and the bridge and at Palmer Center where you can register electronically on an iPad or a laptop. We'll have representatives there to get you signed up. Sounds great. Awesome. So it sounds like it's probably as easy as falling off a log to get signed up. <laughs> we, we are going to make it real easy for people to get stuck, yes. Awesome. So, Carl, I think a lot of people understand that uh, the Red Cross does a lot of good work. Can you tell us, I guess, give us more of a picture of why is it important that the church does this? Why do we uh, have the Red Cross come out, and why are we donating blood? Um, Well, a story can illustrate that very clearly. We have, to my knowledge, we have uh, two of our members on transplant lists right now. And when those transplants take place, they will need blood to replace that that's lost during their surgery. More immediately, I know of one member at our church who is receiving blood transfusions on a regular basis, one to two units a month, and that is maintenance treatment for a medical condition he has been treated for, and he'll he'll continue to have to have that blood until he goes to glory. And Mm. that is a very real close need to the church, and that's just one illustration of many that are out there. Yeah, and so when you say when you say units, what exactly do you mean? Like, is that like just one one unit of blood that can be given by one of our members potentially in this blood drive? I can tell you're impressed. I use the word unit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not impressed. I'm just ignorant. I'm just ignorant. <laughs> a, un, a unit is, uh, and I'm a layman. A unit is a bag of blood. I okay. think I think it roughly translates to a pint. Okay, so pint of blood that someone can donate at right. our blood drive. Yeah. could go towards something like helping even one of our own members or helping who's going to be on the need for blood uh, for a transfusion in the coming months, or could even go towards something like helping one of our members who's in need of regular transfusions. And there are blood types, and I don't know the mechanics of it, where we have members whose blood is suitable to give premature infants. Really? And evidently that's a very rare thing, so those donors are contacted constantly by the Red Cross to donate that blood because... They do have premature infants that need transfusions, and there's a very narrow window of uh, type of blood they can accept. That's that's amazing. Oh, just thinking about what you're saying with how often they need that transfusion. It sounds like you know they they need a lot of blood. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A, a great reason to come on out. Yeah, and you know, I think it's it's something to think about our gospel witness to the community abroad as well. I mean, this is an organization that doesn't really exist to promote. The, the name of First Presbyterian Church, but I mean, any I think any goodwill gestures like this in which we can uh, do that goes further to advance our gospel witness Absolutely. in the community as well. Absolutely, and I've had I've had the uh, ladies that come to draw blood tell me how much they enjoy coming to this blood drive. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a great atmosphere. The people are friendly. Uh, they, you know, the one people that are here, I think for the most part, really want to be here and want sure. to be donating, and that makes a difference to these ladies that are doing the the hands on drawing. That's wonderful. This isn't the first time this has happened, too. Where are we at in terms of our current reality of how much blood our church has actually donated? Interesting you should ask that question. Our, our uh, Barb, own Barbara Sheely has been tracking the numbers since November of 2000, and our high, our high blood drive was in August of 2008 where we donated 66 units, and our most recent blood drive March of this year, a grand total of 33 units was donated. And that's what, uh, that's, I think, part of what brought this to the diaconate's attention is that, you know, for a church of 3,000 plus members, having 33 units donated is 
well, it's nothing to be ashamed of, but we are probably leaving leaving some things out there that could really help someone. Sounds like there's some yeah. incredible opportunity for That's our right. church to, That's to, right. to really help. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, they, it seems like they can register through those means that you talked. Also, they can actually go to the American Red Cross's website. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they just search for First Presbyterian Church Blood Drive? Yes, it'll show up there. Okay, it great. Sure will. But we also did some other work in, in lieu of this podcast coming on uh, to talk about some of the benefits of giving blood that you might not actually expect. <laughs> yeah, because like, like you said, Josh, we were talking about the benefits, how it helps others and everything. But I think some people, one of the main reasons why they don't want to give blood is that you can get kind of squeamish at the idea. So we figured why not give them like some reasons, some positive reasons to be like, this, this might be good for your health as well. So... I did some scholarly research here. Oh, Google. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Scott's top five reasons why you can give blood. And this is the benefits of giving blood. So reason number one, it says giving blood can reveal potential health problems. Did you guys know that? No. <laughs> I do now. Yeah. yeah. So it, now if you're not feeling anxious <laughs> already about getting stuck with the needle, let's make you a little bit more anxious. No, no, this is good, Josh, because it will reveal problems that, that you can get fixed. It says, well, it isn't the same thing as a trip to the doctor. Donating blood can be another way to keep an eye on your cardiovascular health. Good. You'll get a mini physical prior to the blood draw. So, you know, that's true because... You know, I've gotten my blood drawn. You know, they check your pulse, blood pressure, body temperature, your hemoglobin. Um, so reason, reason number two. We'll reason number there. two. All right. Giving blood can reduce harmful iron stores. Huh. Did you know your blood has iron? I did. That's what hemoglobin is. Ah, <laughs> you've been holding out on us, Carl. <laughs> well, it's Scott. It's Scott here, so I've got to restrain myself. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta talk down to me a little bit. <laughs> it's a, it's one in every two hundred people in the U.S. is affected by a condition called hemochromatosis. Hemochromatosis, and they don't even know it. Um, it's a disease that causes an <laughs> iron overload and is labeled as the most common. <laughs> This is real research, guys. Uh, <laughs> as the, the most common uh, genetic disease among Caucasians by the Mayo Clinic. Huh. And going on, this also has to do with iron because it says it can, um, it may lower your risk of suffering from a heart attack. Again, because um, of the, the iron in your blood getting that um, okay. regulated. So reason number three, you could prevent a heart attack. Yes. Reason number four. Giving blood may reduce your risk of developing cancer. To reduce cancer research and... And I want to be clear. I don't want to give people the wrong idea. It says it may... It's a slim chance of it reducing cancer, but they list that as a potential benefit. Okay. And then it can also keep your liver staying healthy. And then um, the last one, reason number six, it says giving blood can help your mental states. There's a powerful health benefit in the psychological realm when you donate blood. It says donating blood means that someone or multiple people somewhere will be getting the help they desperately need. I think talking to Carl earlier, we definitely have um, people that that definitely Mm. need the blood. That's true. Anyway, I guess that's uh, kind of like that that knowing that you're doing good and helping out um, is, is one of the benefits of giving blood. Yeah. So I've got a seventh one to add here I just noticed. Yeah. Um, if you donate blood from September the 1st through the 30th of this year, you get a coupon for a free haircut. Look at that. Hey, where? So there we go. So you might have less iron in your blood, but you mm-hmm. will be styling and profiling. Right. It's sports clips. Go. So there sports you go. Sports clips. All right. Free haircut coupon. Look at that. 
Now, one thing I will mention, like, so this list, and even Carl, your reason, uh, they weren't on any of the reasons why I normally give blood. So I thought I would give uh, Scott's, um, Scott's personal reasons to give blood. All right. So, so reason number one for giving blood, it gives you an excuse to eat a big meal. Reason number two, this might sound a lot like the, the first reason, but it's a little bit different. Did you know they usually have, like, snacks there? <laughs> I knew that's where you're headed. <laughs> Reason number one, food. food. Reason number two, snack food. <laughs> so if you're again, if you're nervous about giving blood, you know it. it mm. um, We're anyway. not trying to inspire gluttony. <laughs> no, no, this is all in the service of of helping others. Reason number three, nurses. When you're given the blood, it's a great opportunity to improve your conversation game. If you're feeling a bit rusty and you want to practice, like, you know, conversation with strangers, you got a captive audience right there. <laughs> Carl, you're just staring. <laughs> you know, no, I, I think that's a great point. That is actually one of the reasons I enjoy it. Let's let's recap this. So, so obviously, we've talked about some of the benefits of giving blood. We've talked about some of the funny benefits, but serious benefits. Um, we would love to invite our congregation to come out and to to give a pint for the for the good of others. Uh, and could you share with us those dates again, Carl? The date is September the 18th, which is a Wednesday, 12 to 6, in the Family Life Center. Great. And you will not be able to avoid ways to sign up. We'll have tables for three weeks out. You can go to the app. So sign-up times are available now. So let me ask you this, Carl. So uh, some people might be saying that, well, they they can't make that time. Is there anything that, that can be done if they can't give blood at that during, that particular time? If they can't and want to support the church's blood drive, they can call and schedule it at the Red Cross Donation Center on Bull Street. Sure. And no, ask when they are scheduling the appointment that it go towards First Pres's results, and it counts the same. And is there if they can't give blood or feel uncomfortable giving blood, is there still something they can do to help that blood drive happen? We would love to volunteers to help get people. So, yes, there are many opportunities. If someone's interested, uh, probably the easiest person to contact would be Barbara Sheely at the church office, and she can get them taken care of or get her. That's great. She'll get one of, uh, one of us involved. Thank you very much, Carl. Yeah, Appreciate that. Is there anything in. else you want to share with us today? I think that's it. Thank you so much for your time and helping us out. You've been listening to First Focus. For Carl, as well as all of the staff here at First Presbyterian Church in Columbia, I'm Josh Adair. And I'm Scott Hull. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the show, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstpreskolumbia.org. That's firstpreskolumbia.org, or on our app. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, God bless.